welcome back ladies and gentlemen welcome back welcome back we are back surprisingly i know some of you guys are probably not expecting our podcast to pop up on uh whatever dsp that you use um but we're back <laughs> um if this is your first time listening this is the grown-up gay uh podcast and i am vaughn one half of the podcast and i'm here with my lovely co-host it's your boy malik how y'all doing we back you know sometimes you gotta take a break just to re- rest yourself just to relax yourself Recharge. never be afraid to take a moment to yourself to collect yourself pull it back together yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's been, it has been quite some time. It's been about um, six weeks or so since we last recorded and since we last dropped an episode. In those six weeks, friend, what have you been up to? Update the people. Tell them what's good, what's great, and what ain't. <laughs> well, in, in, in the last six weeks, I've made a big decision to leave my corporate job and pursue mm-hmm. the journey of being a full-time yoga teacher. It has been one that has had many ups and downs, twists and turns, a lot, a lot of unexpected shit has happened, Um, but a lot of great things have happened during the last six weeks. being sponsored by Lululemon has has happened. Starting to film a documentary about my life has happened. Being able to lead a yoga workshop in Chicago has happened. Um, I have, I'm working on a really big audition that's going to happen in two weeks that would be such an amazing opportunity for me to be able to add something new to my repertoire and, and also travel a little bit for, for, for several weeks. So, um, you know, in the last few weeks, a lot has happened. My life has shifted. And so that's why we haven't recorded. Cause it's just, you know, when life starts happening, all you can do is is literally buckle up for the ride, you know, and go with it. And so I'm going with it, you know, I'm going with the shifts as they come. I'm one thing that I will say is that I'm willing, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And it is, you know, my life to, to move it around operations, to, to make my dreams come true manifestation. I'm willing to do the work and, um, some work, it has been, uh, but uh, <laughs> that it definitely has. Friend. Yeah, that 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 it definitely is. Talk to us. How you been, Vonnie boy? Um, we actually made similar choices. Um, I think I've come on this podcast before and talked about how much I hated my job, <laughs> um, because of uh my director and just. The powers that be. Um, so I too made the decision to leave my job. Um, now, <laughs> like Malik said, it's been fill, uh, filled with a lot of twists and turns. I left my job with another job secured. Um, and then that job fell through last minute. Um, so I have not worked in a month and I currently do not have a job. I'm actually, I just finished my quote unquote vacation because uh, the way that I did my exit was I put in a three-week notice. Um, well, a technically a week notice because I worked one week and then the last three weeks of my um, actual notice were vacation days. Um, so it's been really interesting. I'm out here hustling. I'm out here interviewing, trying to um, secure a job because guess what? Rent is still due. 
Rent um, is still due, baby. Regardless <laughs> if you got uh, a job, but not do people want their motherfucking money. Listen, and they want it on time. So yes. um yeah, I'm I'm out here interviewing like crazy. Um I'm pretty sure by the end of this week something will be in place. Um but yeah, I've been I've also been sick. Uh the flu paid me a, a quick little visit. Ooh. Um <laughs> my shoulder is fucked up, my knee is fucked up. <laughs> I've been my wig is my wig is listen, twisted. My wig is pushed back. <laughs> Listen, tw- 2020 said, oh, all you hoes thought new decade, new you. I'm going to show you a new I you. I told y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> new year's still me. <laughs> right. Listen. So, um, yeah, 2020 has been very, very interesting to say the least, at least professionally. Uh, my personal life is is good. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not going to discuss any further, but, you know. Okay. Uh, you know. It's it's we we Gucci over here <laughs> on the pers- on, on the personal on the personal tip, um, but yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, it's been a very very interesting um, month or so for the both of us for for yeah. sure, Absolutely. for sure, yes. Absolutely. yes. So you guys get it together. This week's get it together is gonna be entitled. So you're afraid to ask the question. Um. Since we last recorded, I have started a new relationship. And when I say relationship, I don't mean like romantic. I just mean a relationship, a ship. I started a ship and the ship started and ended before we even could record. And (laughs) during this eight week ship that I had with this person, getting to know them, going through the phase of um, meeting on an app, Deciding that we weren't going to hook up, deciding that we just were going to be friends, becoming friends, and then I started to like them. I tell them I like them. They tell me I don't feel the same way, and I, I'm i back talking to them. Well, I won't say this. They never said I don't feel the same way. They never said that. But they did say that, you know, I am talking to my ex, and um, I don't think you and I are sexually compatible. All in all... The reason I get it together is titled, So You're Afraid to Ask a Question, is I had such anxiety about asking my new friend if they liked me. And and also sharing with them that, hey, my feelings have changed, you know, versus four weeks ago when I just said that we were just going to be, well, when we said that we were just going to be friends and that was going to be it. I sense I, I being around you, hanging out with you, talking to you on the phone every day. It's just, it is, it's making my feelings change and I'm beginning to get like some type of emotional affection for you. And so having to share that was really daunting for me because, um, you know, like how the mind works, like once you start liking someone, if you don't know if they like you back, what happens is you begin to like question yourself and ask yourself a lot of questions and maybe even make up stories because you don't know. You know, all you know is how you feel, but you don't know how that person feels. And on top of that, this friend that I had, they would sometimes end the conversation with things like, I love you and saying things like sweetheart. So we had really endearing um conversation so i think an emotional connection was imminent and maybe Mm. a little maybe a little part of me was a little naive to think that it could have been anything other than me like you know becoming a little bit attached to them but you know 
I still continue to, you know, move forward with this, move forward with this situation. And I think all in all, I'm really happy that I just asked a simple question. And the reason why I was afraid to ask the question is because, of course, fear. You know, fear is telling me that, oh, my God, the rejection is going to hurt too bad. But I don't even know if if he was going to reject me before I even asked the question. So I was already telling myself something negative before I even did the thing. And then I began to think about how many other things do we want to try in life or, you know, restaurants that we want to go to or, or, or vacations we want to go to or, you know, new jobs and new, and new industries that we want to get into. But when we have the thought about doing it, we tell ourselves that we can't. Before mm-hmm. we have even researched it, before we even look into it, it's like you can't count yourself out before you even get in the game. And I really realized that I was afraid to ask a question because so often we are afraid to do what's really best for us. And what and what and 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 sometimes what's best for us is really uncomfortable and it is um, weird. It's strange. It doesn't feel right. You you, you second guess yourself. You question yourself all the time. Um, But that's only because we just aren't used to, you know, not giving into fear. We're not used to actually, you know, moving forward and having to be logical and not um, fall into the pattern of what we normally do. So I think all in all, if you have a conversation that you need to have, if you're afraid to ask a question first, ask yourself, you know, what's happening in my mind? What am I fearful of? And what do I think is going to happen from asking the question? And I think... What lies there is your truth about yourself. What lies there Mm. is how you can find out more and maybe begin to see, hey, where else am I applying this same type of behavior thought process? Right. That's my get it together. Hope you guys feel it. Hope it resonates with somebody because, listen, I'm still feeling it and I'm still like, ugh, fuck you. That's that's real. And and it also... It's it's in in pretty much every aspect of life. It's not just in dating. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's in uh, everything from from friendship to work relationships to even personal things. Like a lot of times, people are afraid of either rejection or they're afraid of, or afraid of facing um, a hard truth. So they just mm-hmm. you know succumb to that fear and um, don't ask that question. Yeah. Don't ask that question. So that's a great get it together, friend. A great get it together. Uh, my get it together for this week is this is very simple. Listen to your body. Um, I think a lot of us tend to um, not listen to our body for um, <laughs> personal reasons. Um, whether it's something simple like you're working out and you want to achieve a certain goal, so you're going harder than you should be or harder than your body can handle or it's something even something as simple as i'm tired <laughs> like if your body is telling you you're tired regardless of whatever the plans are or whatever the case may be is adhere to that now there's definitely times in life where you got to push through right that's how you you succeed but for the most part listen to your body listen to what it's saying to you listen to what it's been telling you like for instance my body has been telling me now for well over a year that I need to return back to being plant-based. <laughs> like, well over a year now. Um, for those that don't know, I was... P- about four, five years ago now, 
I gave up meat. I was pescatarian for a year. And then I was vegetarian slash vegan. I say slash because I went on and off with egg. Um, I would introduce egg to and out of my diet from time to time. And I did that for about um, two years and six months. And last year, uh, February, I started eating um, seafood again. And I was pescatarian for about four months. And then I said, fuck this. (laughs) And I started eating everything. I started eating chicken, oxtail, um, oxtail was actually the only red meat that I had. I didn't have any like burgers or anything like like no steak, anything like that. Baby, um, I was but I had oxtail down to the ground. Do you hear me? <laughs> but I was eating oxtail um, and chicken, and um, at first there wasn't any like issue issue, and then I caught mo- I, I had mono, um, and just I've been sick more in this past the year that I've been back to eating. Um, meat i've been sick and i've had more medical issues and more pains and aches than ever before Mm. than ever ever before like i went um two and a half years without ever getting a cold ever again anyone that knows me knows i lived in atlanta and i never wore a jacket never and if you know atlanta you know atlanta does get cold it does snow i never wore a jacket i never did any of those things and i never caught a cold I never, like nothing, never had any kind of issues with illnesses or sicknesses. And like I said, the year that I've been back to eating meat, it has been kicking my ass. <laughs> um, it just has. And now I'm not completely blaming, you know, everybody's bodies is different. Everybody's bodies react to things differently. My reactions weren't immediate when I started eating meat again. And I personally don't even think meat is necessarily evil or anything like that um i'm gonna be eating some chicken tomorrow um so that's definitely not it um i just think everything should be balanced so for me my body is telling me that i need to be on a plant-based diet however i know that i can include you know a few times a year seafood and chicken into my diet and still be okay Um, but I'm definitely going to be going back to, once I get myself situated, things get back on track. I'm definitely going to go back to a plant-based diet. So all in all, listen to your body. And that also goes for those people out here that have aches and pains and don't go to doctors. If you have insurance, go to a doctor, figure out what that little pain is. Cause that little pain could turn into something big and you don't want that. You don't want that. So please do yourself a favor and listen to your body. Agreed. Listen to the body because it does not lie. And the body be remembering everything. The body stores trauma, y'all. And mm-hmm. when you be treating yourself bad and shit, not working now, eating what you want to eat, and um, doing what you want to do, the body be remembering. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure does. It sure does. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. What up, y'all? It's Vaughn. Hope you all are enjoying the episode thus far. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the podcast, or you have a question, or if you need some advice in regard to something, please feel free to reach out to us at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com, Malik at GrownUpGay.com, or GrownUpGay at gmail.com. If you have any questions in regard to those uh, addresses, please feel free to check the down bar below. Now, let's get back to the episode. 
So for this week's Growing Up Gay, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, the Grown Up Gay portion of the podcast is, of course, the meat and potatoes. It is what the show is named after. It is where we discuss uh, issues that are uh, pertinent to our community all across the spectrum of queer. Um, or it is things that anyone could be experiencing dealing with things that are happening in society that we just want to discuss. Um, we thought we would come back and discuss love for our first episode back for, you know, the jump off. Um, <laughs> so with this discussion of love, we wanted to discuss a few different things. Um, first with a question, what is love? So Malik, for you, what is love? Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is important. It does not brag or boast. It is not okay. Let me stop. <laughs> I'm about to say, bitch, you sound like Love Jones. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't sound like a, a is, '90s monologue from a love. <laughs> it is not jealous. <laughs> I bet you. You sound like Gabrielle Union is gonna walk in right behind you, or Morris Chestnut. <laughs> like, Ooh, right. you sound Give just a like a kiss, '90s please, movie, Morris Chestnut. right? Um, <laughs> you know what? Re- recently, um, I, I really think that um, love is reconciliation. You know, love is saying, I think this. But I love you so much that nothing you do matters enough. And I need to review some things in my life to see how how my behavior, how my beliefs, how my customs are negatively impacting our relationship. That's love. Mm. When, when you have to reconcile and you have to come to Jesus with who you are and what you are in order to love someone fully. Mm, so you're one of the unconditional girls. Love is unconditional. Um, I don't, I think, I think it depends on who it's from. You know, every, every person's love is not going to look the same way, but mm. I think, but I think love is, uh, but is love for you conditional. No, my love is not conditional. No. Wow. Okay. That's dope. Um, it is for me. <laughs> um, no, for me, love is, um, is understanding. Love is, um, acceptance. Love is freedom. It's freedom for me, for that person, I should say, let me not make it about me. Love, love is freedom for that person that you're loving to be wholly and entirely who they are and trusting and knowing that you accept, you welcome, you praise, and you appreciate all parts of them. Um, however, there is a however there. Like I said, there's conditions to, to, to this because one of the things that is very important and very high up on my love list is respect. So, you know... And and here's the truth of it, right? I can love you but not like you. So that may that's where the conditions come in for me. You know, I can I can I can love you as a family member but not respect or like you or want you in my personal space. I could have love for you, but I I personally think there are conditions uh with my love. But 
in the end, love is is freedom. Yeah. Love is freedom. I agree. And I think what I'm hearing you say, you're talking about boundaries. You know, you're Absolutely. talking about um like you you can love is loving yourself more than anything picking yourself at all costs and when you do Listen, and, and when you absolutely. love yourself at all costs you then are able to be very choosy you become a choosy ass lover you know what a choosy, saying? listen Aaliyah and, told us yeah choosy lover. <laughs> and, and if you are a choosy lover then you say you know what these are the people that i want to love because of this mm-hmm. and and that and mm-hmm. that why should be res- should be reflective of who you are and Absolutely. i think that anything that is not in line with who you are you need to let that shit go that's that that's not the type of love that you need to be first that attached to that that love does not serve you and mm-hmm. so boundaries are important with like deciding the type of love that you give mm-hmm. and and absolutely yeah and i think that love as long as it's within your bounds is generally unconditional absolutely well said friend choosy so we, lover we, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's my shit um so with that being said we wanted to discuss um different parts of love right because there's there's a uh, different realms that love can come in, um, and the first part that we wanted to discuss was unrequited love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Unrequited love is unfortunately a love that a lot of us are far too familiar with. It often is the first kind of love that hurts us. It's often sadly familial, and it's often something that we have to work through as we get older some of us get to work through that love and some of us don't uh whether that's a father that was absent in your life or a uh a mother that was absent in your life uh, maybe even a grandparent that was absent in your life but it usually comes for most of us starts in the form of um absentism Someone that's supposed to be there that isn't there. And we we are taught to love that person. We're taught to um, um, appreciate or respect that person regardless of them being in our space or not. Another form of unrequited love is and another one that especially us in the LGBTQ plus community can resonate with is religion or. Um, um, yeah, well, religion um, for a lot of people, when you grow up in a, in a religious household um, and you hear all the things that you kind of are not supposed to do or not supposed to be, unfortunately for us, the people, you know, the people of the rainbow, the Roy G. Biv of the, the world, um, <laughs> that every time I think of Roy G. Biv, I laugh because there was <laughs> there was a thread on Twitter um, uh-huh. <laughs> and this person jokingly st- said that Roy G. Biv was a civil rights icon uh, a, a, a queer civil rights icon that never got um, proper acclaim because of his sexual orientation. And there was like a group of people like, oh my God, I did not know this. That is amazing. And I was like, y'all. <laughs> is that real? Roy, Roy G. Biv is not a person. That's oh my God. Color, that's the color scale. Thank you. Like red, orange, yellow, green, blue. <laughs> like mm-hmm, indigo, like mm-hmm, y'all didn't mm-hmm. know that. Anyway, uh, that's why I always laugh whenever I think of that. No, I did but, not know that. <laughs> but unrequited love, right? Um, and then if it's not, you know, something you learn in religion, it's something or something you learn from your family. It often can be something you learn from friends, right? 
you ever have you ever wanted to be friends with somebody or like really wanted to be cool with somebody but they never gave you that attention back it was it was always imbalanced have you been in that space before yeah you know i remember when i had a friend in, in elementary school he was this really cool guy and um he was like a jock and I just wanted to be friends with him because I wasn't a jock. And so I just wanted to like, you know, learn what being a jock was like about, I was like definitely attracted to him. And when I say attracted to him, I don't mean like in the physical way. I just mean like attract, like I was attracted to his, his energy, you know, like you want to be around right. cool people. Um, right. and, <clears throat> but he didn't want to be around me for real. Okay. <laughs> Baby, uh. it was not reciprocated. Like he was definitely <laughs> tolerant of me as far as like being kind, but he was not trying to like get to know me or, you know, to invest value and time into our relationship. It really sucked. Like, you know, wow. and and I could tell that he wasn't interested in, in, in me in that way. And so I was like, okay, you know, cool. I, I, I won't be one of your guy friends and that's all good. But it took right. me a while to be able to, you know, get the hint. And, but I really think about with unrequited love, we see it reinforced in our, in pop culture so much. Mm. Um, with the movies that we see, um, a the lot of rom- that we sing. Yeah. The, yeah. The songs that we sing, it's, it's really, um, like, a goal, pervasive. a life, yeah. Oh. Well, yes, it's very pervasive and very insidious because it's it's like indoctrinated into our mind. If someone doesn't mm-hmm. love you, you have to love them harder, and then maybe they will. It's mm-hmm. very, Ooh, you know, yes. it's it's Touch very, it's it's yeah, it's very abusive. The the way that this love is set up because essentially, unrequited love goes against your internal compass. You begin to literally chop away at your your own value because you continue to invest into someone that doesn't pour back into you so your cup becomes right. empty and right. you know we just said like that is reinforced in our music and pop culture it's everywhere and so it's something that we have to be really conscious of that when you begin to feel like you know what i'm not getting what i really need out of the situation let me step back and do some you know some 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 real asking and seeing what's happening here mm-hmm Absolutely. And there's so many ways that we could discuss unrequited love. Um, the first piece of trade you ever fall for. Uh, mm, yes. <laughs> I think we I think we all have the especially as as queer. See, I never had the whole friends that didn't didn't like people that wanted that I wanted to be friends with that didn't want to be friends with me. I've never had to really deal with that um, until I got into the, like the professional space, because I remember there was this one gay boy um, when I worked at my the last property that I worked at in Atlanta. And he was so good looking, so well dressed, and he just seemed really cool. I could just—I'm an energy person. I can read energy, mm-hmm. um, and he yeah. just had really good energy. And I just knew he and I would be friends. But he kept like he was very cold, and I was like, "Well, damn, bitch, I didn't even do nothing to you." And I'm also not trying to talk to you because you're not my type. Um, but <laughs> we spent like months never speaking to each other and I would say hi to him and he wouldn't say anything. And I was like, that is just so weird. Like, what did I do? Like, what, what like, what's her problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until like maybe eight months into it, he randomly walked into my office one day because my office was, um, it was like an open, we had like open offices, mm-hmm. open, open space offices. And he met, he was coming to see somebody else, but they had stepped away. Um, and I looked up at him, I said, hi, 
as I always did. And he actually said hi back. And I was like, oh, look who's speaking today. And then he, like, sauntered over to me and, like, what ended up happening was he found out that I was gay <laughs> um, from my assistant director because my assistant director said something about I need to find him a boyfriend, like, jokingly. Um, and then he realized, oh, it was cool that, like, we could be, like, come to find out he's also from Miami. He's mm. also a Scorpio. Um, he also loved Rihanna. I was like, see, I, I knew we would be peoples, but, like, you was, like, doing too much. Yeah, you was paying me. <laughs> right, for no reason. Um, anyway, um, so let's move on to another kind of love, because, like I said, we can dis- discuss unrequited love for a whole episode. <laughs> we yeah. really could. Um, you know, there's there's unrequited loves on the apps. Cause niggas, you know? I was thinking niggas ain't shit. They play with you. Right. So, listen, because some of them want you when they want something, but then don't want you all the other times. Okay? And then and then, and then, as soon as they get their rocks off, they don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? Let's, let's, let's delve into this really quick. You know what's always killed me about that, that thing when niggas be like, oh, niggas always catching feelings or whatever. You know what? That whole argument. What? I've always been like, well, if you set the trap for them to fall for it I, and they hello. fall for it is are hello. they the problem or hello. are you the problem because you set the trap if you never would have set the trap you know they never could have fallen for it never if you never would have opened shop they would not have intended to go shopping yes you See, told them it was on man. sale Yep. And then want to charge full price when they get to the register. Yes. How that work? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you switch up on me after after you got me all primed up? Right, like yes. Hello, H- hello, somebody. But let me tell you something. That's why <laughs> that's why you have to not be afraid to ask the questions because oftentimes when we're afraid to ask the questions because we already know what what the real no, answer, the answer is. Say and we it. don't want to hear it, but we have to mm-hmm. hear it so so that we can move forward and not end up with egg on our faces. Mhm. That that's it, friend. That's it. So let's move on to another form of love. Let's do it. Let's move on to predatory love. Ooh. Mm. Now this is getting now. Juicy. Yes, predatory love. Yes, it is what it sounds like. Um, the reason why I wanted to discuss this one is because, ironically, I I think a lot of people fall into predatory situations because they weren't getting the initial love because they 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 were they grew up in an unrequited space right so you have a lot of a lot of the times when when predators choose someone to uh what is the word for that to, to pray to pray on target to pray on yes to, mm-hmm. to pray on it's usually because they know there's a certain opening energy for them to go in right they know Mm -hmm. that the person doesn't have a father in their life or the person doesn't have maybe like older siblings in their life they know that the the person has a certain kind of lack right whether it's um something like they're in need of of something financially or they're in need of opportunity that's often what it usually is right we hear it all the time with a lot of these disney or uh the r kelly people that they were they wanted a shot they needed a shot they wanted to be a singer they needed something and the predator saw an opening and utilized that there's always like some some type of unbalanced power struggle between the two where one person is more powerful than the other 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we and we see it all the time, right? You even even in regard to our topic that we're going to discuss later um during on the timeline, there were a lot of these people making excuses for R. Kelly saying that if someone is young and they know how they identify and they know that they're gay, what is the difference? Uh, then then R. Kelly should be let free because those girls knew what they wanted. Those young girls knew what they wanted, right? Mm. And that was the most mind-blowingly ignorant argument I had seen. And I've seen it on Twitter before because it's Twitter, unfortunately. Um, but that was one of the most mind-blowingly ignorant viewpoints that I've like ever seen. And it also let me know uh, there's a lot of predators out there that are just telling on themselves. Correct. Correct. But see, they're, they're doing that because the the lines have been so blurred and we're so desensitized mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. people say polarizing, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to call it fucking polarizing because that, because, because that word is too nice. When people mm-hmm. say, when people spew propaganda on the internet, um, they know it's going to get like a good response. Right. And I think that the same thing happens with like this predatory love. Like, they know that exactly what you're saying. There is this this lack of this person that they feel like they can essentially um, expose and, 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 and use to their gain. Exploit. Mm-hmm. Right. It's ex- exploitation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from that um, comes a very important component of love, right? I wanted to... to to move off from, from, from predatory love. The most important form of love, in my personal opinion, is self-love. Now, self-love is all about acceptance of yourself, right? It's all about acceptance uh, of your flaws, of your, 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 um, your shortcomings. It's also about realizing all your, your blessings, right? Mm-hmm. All the great things about yourself, right? And it's about giving yourself grace. I think that's probably the most pivotal part of self-love is being able to give yourself grace because a lot of us uh, grew up feeling like we are missing things or if, Oh, if only we had this, or if only we looked like this, or if only we could do this, if only this, if only this, if only this, if only this, then we would be good enough. Right. We would be right. We would be okay. Um, And then as you get older, hopefully, you start to realize that there is no such thing as perfect that, you know, you are enough. That's those are things you should be learning as you get older. If they're not already instilled in you, if you're one of those people that had instilled in you at a young age, shout out to your parentals and shout out to them for doing the work. Um, and shout out to you for doing the work early on. But for a lot of us, it's something we have to grow into something that we have to teach ourselves, something that we have to parent into ourselves. So, what for you, Malik, it was a, a pivotal part of self-love? When was a, a pivotal moment in your in your self-love journey? Um, a pivotal a, a pivotal moment, I think, was when I came out. Um, mm. there was th- this boy named Dominique tried to expose me, and he um made a fake Yahoo Messenger, a fake Twitter account, and and, and he engaged me on Twitter. This is back in two thousand eight. Um, and 
you know, we ended up taking our conversation from Twitter to Yahoo Messenger. Never should have done that, but I did. And then <laughs> from there, we begin to exchange more intimate DMs. And he printed off the transcript of the conversation and took us to school. Like I told y'all, he was gay. And, be- mm. and before he really was able to really, like, get me good and, like, tell everyone, I was like, you know what, nigga? No, I'm going to own the narrative. And I went around and told, mm-hmm. and told my closest friends from my mouth, from my lips, that I, in fact, was gay. And <clears throat> I, for me, looking back, that was a really affirming thing for me to do because I understood that I needed to control my own story and never let my own story and never let someone speak for me. And that gave me a new sense of confidence, a new sense of affirmation that um, even when people would come against me, I would be okay because I would be able to speak up for myself because I had done it in the past. Absolutely. In the great words of Funky Deneva, never let anybody spur you with your own tea. Never. Always control the narrative. Always. Um, ironically, coming out is also a very pivotal part of my self-love journey as well um, because it allowed me to finally be free mm. around my family. I no longer had to... Um, perform i no longer had to conform i no longer had to hide um parts of myself and it's not like i'm a big flaming homosexual i mean i am but (laughs) i'm not um so but it was little things like um like if i and and it's funny because they wouldn't register as quote-unquote gay in anybody else is mind at least in the hetero mind because i think about little things like even how i would like stand right Mm-hmm. I naturally stand with like a hip kind of thing, like I kind of poke just a little bit. But my brother stands the same way. It's just how <laughs> it's just naturally how we stand. But it can I think because I don't know how to say this. It's not necessarily. It's not that it's a gay stance, but it it can look a little. A little feminine, especially if you got ass or you got thighs. Like it just, it, you're a little shapely already. So when if you you're thrusting in one direction, you just that area just not automatically looks a little bit fuller. Anyway, my new things like that. Um, so coming out to to my parents definitely allowed me to be free, especially to my parents because I had come out to my brother years before I came out to my parents. But and so I but I still didn't feel free at that point because I felt like it was something that I was hiding, something that I was you know, concealing that if, if it got out, it would destroy me. And once I told them, it was like a burden had been lifted off of my chest and I was able to start working on the rest of my self-love journey from that point on. So that was definitely a very pivotal, a, a very pivotal part of mine as well. What does self-love look like to you, Malik? Um, currently. Currently self-love, oh, self-love looks like sex saying no to a lot of things saying mm. no to myself most of all um Ooh, and yes. and then saying no Malik you can't do that because of this I have to mm. insert the why behind it because the why is the motivation it's the it's the passion it's the discipline to do it well well discipline is it comes with consistency but mm-hmm. when I'm telling myself when I, when I'm showing myself self-love you know it, it often looks like saying no and denying myself something um, because, uh, you know, why, whatever, 
what whatever reason I want it, you know, I can't have and I have to tell myself why. If 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 it's mm-hmm. something that's not good for me. That's what self love looks like looks like right now in practice. Um and, and, and just spending more time, um, you know, with myself, talking to myself positively and, and, and trying to do things to better myself. Absolutely. That was so well said. I always tell people self-love is parenting yourself. Mm-hmm. You do self-love always say that. Is, is, yeah, self-love is being the mom and dad that young you needed, that you still need. Because young you is always a part of you. Regardless of whether you you believe it or not, young you is always a part of you. It's the part of you that is often the most uh, damaging to adult you, right? Mm -hmm. So if, unfortunately for a lot of us, the parenting that we received from our actual parents um, was not fully sufficient to who we are, mostly because we never told our parents exactly who we are because we were never taught to yeah. especially as 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 black children yeah and especially as a queer black child that was already hiding something you never fully expressed to your parents what you needed and if you did and they you know pushed it back on it you were never strong enough to really reiterate or you never had the language to say like this is what i need this is exactly why i need it and this is how i need it to done Yes. So self-love to me as an adult now is much like you said, Malik. No, they're, they're saying no to yourself for certain things, giving yourself grace, uh, learning from the, the, the lessons that are clear in your face. It's, it's parenting yourself. Mm-hmm. It's being the mother or father that adult you needs in order for you to be successful. It's about accepting the hard truths. It's about working through those things, working on yourself, bettering yourself and being consistent. Yep, I agree. I agree being 100%. Consistent. And self-love brings you to a beautiful place where once you get there, or once you're at least working towards getting there, you know that all you need is, sing it with me, friends. Real, real love. Hey, I'm, I'm searching for a real love. real love. I was harmonized with you, bitch. Someone to... <laughs> uh, 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 real love. I'm searching for a real love. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we kind that was a little all over the place. It's yeah. okay. We haven't warmed up yet. We didn't do our me me's, our me me's. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is straight off the bat. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, real love and real love. Like we said, we we answered earlier what love is to us. Um, real love is freedom. It's reconciliation. It's freedom. It's, freedom. I can't move. <laughs> it's, it's holding space for yourself and others. You know what I mean? Um, and it's something that once you, like we said, once you're working on the journey of, towards bettering yourself, you know what kind of love you will not accept in your life, and what kind of love you you don't want to surround yourself with, right? So. Have you ever felt real love, Malik? Yes. I felt... Because you got to feel it in order to know what it is, right? I, I felt real love before. I felt real love a million times. Um, sometimes I, I felt I felt real love and rejected it. Mm. I have Ooh, felt... Ooh, speak to that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've had... I've been in relationships with, before with men who were really ready to settle down and, and, and that were constantly picking me, picking me, picking me, and I, could, and, I, and I would never pick them. And I would never, 
slow down and pick to be to build a fa- to build like a relationship with them because I was like had one foot in one foot out still getting my life still very much in the streets still very much being a playboy but having people that adored me and really wanted to give me their all but I was not available to them I couldn't hold space to mm. allow myself to be vulnerable enough to accept the love that they had to give me um <clears throat> and yeah that's something that I, I'm not regretful about it. I just understand that, you know, I was where I was. I was in that space. And in that Mm. space, the energy that I had was not conducive to be able to um, assist with building something like that. Dope. That was so well said. That was honest, friend. Yeah, it, 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 listen, it's, I think there are a lot of things that are painful to say, and you just have to say it and be like, you know what, fuck it. I don't go fuck with what these hoes think. It doesn't matter. It's about me. <laughs> that's that's real. Um, I think, ironically, the first time that I felt real, real love came from two of my best friends. One is my best friend. One is my cousin. Mm. Um, but those two people have accepted every they've seen every single side of me mm-hmm. and they've accepted every single side of me consistently and they've championed every single side of me they've glow they've celebrated everything and they ride for me even when i'm not in the room mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's been really beautiful that's yeah been really really beautiful um unfortunately with real love comes fake love <laughs> they smile in your face they just smile in your face just to talk shit behind your back backstabbers back they smile in your face hey whole time they want to take your place yeah. backstabbers that's it backstabbers okay. yes mm-hmm. that's what they do fake love fake love now have you ever had to talk deal with fake love and how did you know it was fake love well you know what i've given fake love before Ooh, come on, come on, transparency. You know, I've been frenemies with someone, you know. I I don't do that. You know, yeah, yeah, I I definitely have been frenemies with someone. I was was definitely being immature. And, you know, very much I was thinking... Oh, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Very much, I was had a friend in my a circle in my circle because I'm trying to keep tabs on this bitch because I know this bitch is so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was right, but the thing is, I didn't need to do that to find out what the to know the bitch was a snake. I could have mm. just stopped talking to the bitch. You see what I'm saying? How much energy was I investing in being frenemies with someone that I already knew was was a bad person? Or, or, you know, or not my person. How about that? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I have given fake love before and um, it's exhausting and I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just going to say the reason why I don't I don't do the fake love thing. I tell people this all the time. Either I like you or you don't exist. That's it. And I'm and I'm and I've been that way pretty much my whole life, like down to when I was a child and like adults would come around that I didn't see it for it or that my energy didn't care for. And I would instantly be like, uh uh-uh. uh, nope. And it's funny because my nephew is the same way. The young, my youngest nephew, he is <laughs> like he's all of he's all of nineteen months, eighteen months, and like he lets you know when he's not with it. <laughs> like 
And it's not even a, oh, you new thing. Because you know how a lot of babies just don't like new people? Yeah. He's like that, too. But, like, there's people that have been around him consistently since he was born that he just does not see it for. <laughs> and every time I come around him, I'm like, me too, friend. I feel you. I don't see it for that person either. I, I, I feel you. So, um, that's, that's I don't know, that that's one thing with me. I don't really do the whole fake love thing. If... I don't like you. I don't go out of my way to let you know I don't like you. So that could be considered a little bit of fake love. Because I'll be the person like, mm, hi, mm, yeah, and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, nasty. But I, right, yeah, yeah, hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm never going to be someone to, like, entertain someone that I know I, I don't care for. My energy just, it's not there. It's not there. Yeah, I mean, listen. It's not there. This shit is draining as fuck. It's late. Mm-hmm. It's tired. You know, looking back, I'm like, oh, girl, I was I was a fool for doing that. Like, what the fuck? Like, girl, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> and then where's the Gabrielle Union? Um, did, did the check get bigger? Did you get the girl? <laughs> did you get the guy? Did you get the, did you get the engagement that you wanted? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you didn't get anything. Like, you have nothing to show for it. Like, get a life. Right. You know, it's, it's late. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Another facet of fake love uh, for some of us is religion. Oh, yeah. Um. There are so many twists and turns when it comes to religion because it's something that's embedded in us before we even got here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, well before we even got here. It's something you're you're indoctrinated into. You, you're raised um, under the guise and under the pressure of this thing. And then as you get older and you start to develop your own, you know, thoughts and opinions and feelings and your own experiences, you find yourself usually at an impasse where what this you know organized religion is doesn't fully line up with who you are as a person and then for a lot of us we get to this place where it's like oh yeah i know him i mean i don't really i don't really like know him know him but like we cool and we cool but you're talking about god (laughs) or you're talking about no you're talking about religion i should specify right a lot of us know there's a higher power, but a lot of us don't feel accepted, welcomed, or wanted by these organized religious spaces, although society tells us, family tells us, that we're supposed to want to be seen, accepted, and a part of, or not even want to, we need to be. But then that thing tells you that parts of you aren't welcomed. So there's this dynamic that's like do you really love me religious group you know you you know uh honor thy mother and thy father but father and mother don't want to honor you you know treat those you know how you should be you would like to be treated but those people aren't treating you that way regardless of how nice you are there's just a lot of imbalance that ends up being there there's a lot of hypocrisy that we 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 notice and especially for queer people right we have an extra burden because regardless of how good we are, the stain of our sexual orientation, our gender identity, et cetera, et cetera, is far more of a scarlet letter than the uncle that was cheating, the father that, you know, was molesting or the, 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 the brother that that murdered somebody. Everything can be swept under, under the rug, but if you have a gay or trans child, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. We can't allow that in, in this house. You have besmirched our name. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Clutch my pearls. 
Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the pastor fucking somebody's 13-year-old daughter. I mean, yeah. That should be a bigger issue, sir. Yeah, but it's not. And madam, but it's not. But it's not. It's not. So, with that being said, um, that's love. That is All love. <laughs> this is... Shout out to Kelly Rowland. This is love by Kelly Rowland. Is a song. A song. Is a song. Kelly sang her face on that song. Did. She said, it's the way I lean my body towards you. When you're a a hundred miles away. Ugh. That is a song. Okay. Like a diamond (laughs) in the sand. Listen. Ooh, that is my shit. Yes. Work, Kelly. Okay. That is my shit. Go on, Miss Rowling. You did that one. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But with that being said, friend, is there anything else you want to touch on in regard to love? Show, show more kindness, show, show more compassion, first to yourself, second to others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, it's Malik. And thanks for listening to Growing Up Gay. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to our show and share it with your friends and family and let them know that you love our show. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, so we're back with On the Timeline. Um, if this is your first time listening to Growing Up Gay, uh, <laughs> or if this is your first time making it this far into the episode, um, our the On the Timeline segment is where we discuss uh, popular topics that are currently being discussed um, in the social sphere. Um, previously, we've done a... Um, a multitude of different topics we would touch on and that might happen again but for now we're gonna switch things up a little bit and kind of pick one topic and discuss that at length um so with that being said what i really want to focus on for this episode since we are discussing love um is zaya wade and the entire wade family so if you aren't familiar aka patrick star living under a rock um Dwayne wade famed basketball player for the Miami Heat um, and Gabrielle Union have a daughter by the name of Zaya. Uh, Zaya was assigned male at birth um, and has recently, they've recently come out and announced that she's transitioning um, and you know that they, they fully respect, honor, um, and love their child unconditionally, that um, Zaya goes by she, her pronouns, and her name is now Zaya, not Zion. This caused uproar all over black Twitter, black Instagram, everything black, massive uproar. Now, I'm not going to act like there aren't white um outlets or white um people discussing this. Um Gabrielle and Duane are obviously very famous. So all people of all races and colors are discussing this. However, black people are holding on to it and discussing it at a different length. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> and the the black people that are doing so negatively have a myriad of ignorant um asinine um, redundant um, viewpoints. Um, so we wanted to discuss that a little bit. We wanted to, um, in the great words of 
big shit ex-talker. Shout out to Bree. We want to wake this shit up. Yeah, wake it up. Wake this shit up. Yeah. So is there anything you want to touch on first, friend? Well, I think it's... Um, I think, wow. How... How hard is it to just shut the fuck up in the words of <laughs> Azalea Banks? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, About things that don't feed your family, don't concern you and your family, aren't your lived experiences, but we just have to negatively sound off on everything. And <clears throat> and and I, I think whenever something is, is, is at the detriment of someone else's child, I think it's you have to be really careful. You know, I saw um you know, Jessica Dime piece. I'm sorry. I mean, Jessica Penny piece. <sighs> Jessica Penny piece sounded off. I saw the Child. girl. I saw the girl from Empire, Tiana. Soraya. So, what, what's her name? Soraya. Girl, she was famous for literally two seconds. I saw her. <laughs> she has, you know, I saw her sounding off of some bullshit. And I really just think about, wow, the gall nerve of you guys to sit here and continue to tell people, well, you know, at 12 years old, what do you know? You know a lot at 12 years old. A lot. And a I a think, shit ton. And I think that we have to, I think that we really have to stop silencing children. We have to stop silencing um, Absolutely. their voices. Say that again. Yeah. We, we, we have to stop silencing children and their voice and their opinions and their thoughts because what happens is we, we continue to perpetuate this narrative that they can't speak for themselves, that we know what's mm-hmm. best for them. And then that they adults be- know what's best for them. Yeah, that adults know what's best for them. And then, when, and then when they become adults, they don't know themselves. They have no identity. Or, or when they're getting raped by an adult, yes. they, know, they don't think to say anything because uh-huh. y'all have been telling them that they're wrong they don't know what's going on and uh-huh. whatever the adult says is correct uh-huh it's it's everything goes hand in hand and so i really think that we really do ourselves a disservice on on, on every front of this because mm-hmm. when you silence children you, you don't just silence them about trans and or or queer issues you silence them on all issues and Absolutely. we just continue to build this narrative that they don't know you know and that's not true that's not true because if you believe your child when they say that i've been having a headache for two weeks and you take them to emory to see what's going on why can't you why can't the same case be valid when they say that hey i'm feeling i'm feeling weird about this and we need to discuss this why can't you hold space Mm -hmm. for that same thing because it's literally this it's actually the same the same issue um, it's holding space and listening and saying you know what i'm going to step up no matter how uncomfortable this makes me and I just have to say this. Well, first, let me refute because I know there's people that are listening. It's none of our business. It's none of our business. However, because this is the thing I keep saying, seeing, oh, well, why are they making it so public? Well, why are they discussing it? Well, they're exploring because their, they their child. Because they had to. They had to because of you. They had to. Because of you. When they, when they were minding their business and posting on their Instagram and doing as they were, when Zion was presumably gay, right? Before we realized she's Zaya, before we were informed, I should say, that she's Zaya, y'all nitpicked everything. 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 Why, why are they wearing this color? Why are they standing like this? Why is the wrist bent? Why is this? Why is there's, there was so much feminine energy 
that it made people uncomfortable across the board. Mm -hmm. There were... The Shade Room would repost pictures with thoughts, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm -hmm. And under those posts would be thousands of comments of hate. Mm -hmm. Of ignorance, of transphobia, of uh, homophobia, of femophobia, of all the phobias. Mm -hmm. All the phobias. There would be tons of that. So they had to do what they had to do by coming out and publicly saying to their child... And to the world, this is who my daughter is, and she's enough. Yep. She's not flawed. Those people and their thoughts are. Yes. Y'all are so used to and comfortable with raising children that don't feel good enough about who they are that it is offensive to you. It, it, it that offends them. Someone is consistently reaffirming, reassuring. And building a strong foundation for their child, it is making y'all uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you never got it. Mm-hmm. You were always it. told to shut up. Yep. You were always told not to wear that. You were always told this is your place. You were always told that isn't your place. You were always told you're not enough. Do better. Be better. AKA be what I want you to be as opposed to be who the fuck you are. Uh-huh. Yep. Contrary to popular belief, sexual orientation, gender identity, all these things that y'all think are rocket fucking science are not. The same way you at 12 knew you wanted to touch on little girls, right? You at 12 knew, hmm, Michelle, Sarah, um, Tatiana are all very pretty. I at 12 knew, damn, Michael is really handsome. It's not mind-blowing. Nope. And for for people that think otherwise, it's not mind-blowing. Children might not always have the language, because we're not exposed to language, especially when it comes to gender identity and sexual orientation. We don't get exposed to a lot of that, especially in our community, because we're we're all stepping into it in this, this past generation. It's now become commonplace for us to discuss and see trans, queer, and queer across the, 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 the scale, whether that's, that's just a thing, it's a, it's a grading scale, because there's another thing, people can say, oh, well, in high school, this is not a, a, a 16-year-old girl who's crying out for attention, so she's kissing another girl. This also isn't a 16-year-old girl that might be bisexual. This also isn't a 17-year-old boy that is, or, or a 15-year-old boy that is pansexual and does not know that pansexual is a thing does not know why they are attracted. They, they say they're bi, and then all of a sudden, you find out that they date trans women as well, or trans men, or they date um, bi- non-binary people. We don't, we weren't given all this language when we were younger. So I understand that it, it's, fam- it's not familiar for a lot of people. What I don't understand is why it is so easy for y'all to, to understand not wanting to be m- marginalized Yet the first thing you want to do is attack those that are marginalized. Mm -hmm. At the lowest intersections. At the lowest intersection. Why do you want to make it harder for these people? You know why? Because you want to continue to perpetuate the problem. You like Mm -hmm. your power. You like Mm -hmm. like your placement. You like your placement. And you know what? And I wish people could just, but see, if they say that, if they accept that, then they have to own the exactly. fact that their behavior is incorrect. And exactly, they are friend. disproportionately affecting people that are already marginalized. Exactly. 
And y'all don't have the balls to do that. Mm-hmm. No. That's why I respect you. You don't have the cojones. Who, who say, I hate you fucking nigger. Listen, I say it all the time. I would rather you tell me I'm a nigger ass bitch than you tell me you like black people and then behind the door you're doing everything you can to keep us down. Yeah. And that's for let, let, black listen, people too. I like, we, the queers like the water clear. If you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like the water crystal clear. Crystal clear. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Clear. <laughs> Across the board. Bitch, if you get it, you get it. If you get it, you get it. So so always keep shit clear with me. And 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 also for like a lot of the and here's like I, like I said earlier, I understand if you if you genuinely aren't aware, do everyone a favor, shut the fuck up. Yes. Our parents if you, told if us something, if you don't anything nice, I don't say anything at all. Thank you. And here's the thing, if you don't quote unquote agree, I don't agree with your okay, bitch, I don't agree with the pants and 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 them shoes that you're wearing together. I don't agree with them eyebrows. I don't agree with the fact that your your lace is showing. There's a lot of things that we can disagree upon. However, one of those things is not someone's identity, is not someone's sexual orientation, is not someone's being. You can't not agree with someone's being, with someone's humanity. That's not a thing. And if it is, don't be surprised when we on your ass. Mm -hmm. Well. I mean. (laughs) I mean. Like, hello? Are you home? There's, I think this topic is, is, it's so, it's so interesting. It's so nuanced because, it is you know, we have on one end, Dwayne Wade talked about having to check himself, being Mm -hmm. someone in the past who would add fuel to the fire. He would be in the locker room using slurs. You know, Mm -hmm. he would, he, he was someone that was not an advocate for the community until he began to see something in his son at the time. And he said, oh, whoa, I need to check myself because I'm getting ready to have to parent a child who lives this experience. At the time, Mm. he was thinking Mm -hmm. just a gay experience. But Mm -hmm. now he now knows it's something a little bit different. And that's okay. And I think that... Mm. What what gives it nuance is that Dwayne Wade made the he had to make the decision that he that he was gonna step up to do what was right for his family, to do what mm-hmm. was right regardless of how people were gonna look at him and, and and what they were gonna say. There are a lot of celebrities that disown their children. We just don't know about it, mm-hmm. and that have really fucked up views and opinions about this. And so I think what Dwayne and Gabrielle are doing is they're they're trying to set an example for this is how black people can hold space and show up for their children. Now, on one end, some people will say, oh, well, this is, again, black rich people doing black rich things. I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't have a million dollars. I, I can't, I, I don't know what that means. Here's the thing. You don't have to be a millionaire to, to be decent. You don't have to be a millionaire or to have money to be able because to. Because you damn sure don't got to be a millionaire to be trans. You sure Hello? don't. So money and access have nothing to do with treating people human. Mm-hmm. And also, I just wanted to say really quickly, Gabrielle and Dwayne did what a lot of you motherfuckers need to do. They both looked at themselves and said, sis, you got it. 
Nah, nigga, you got it? Uh-uh, I don't know what the fuck this is. Let's get some people who are living in this experience. Let's, Let's figure this out. Let's reach out to those people uh-huh. to figure it out. That's, that, I'm not going to reach out to my grandma. Who I'm not reaching out nothing. to Mima, who don't know shit about trans, the trans uh, issues. They reached out to trans people, people that are living the experience that their child is is living. And they went to those people for understanding and for help. Y'all, if if you are, if something you just don't get, stop getting on Twitter and social media and being ignorant. If Especially if you claim to actually care or you don't really understand. Lean on to somebody or bitch, lean on to Google. Hmm. You can do that too. But find somebody within your circle because you'll be surprised to know someone in your circle you if you reach far enough is familiar with this experience and same thing for you you gays that are all man well i'm gay but sis all eight inches still go up your ass you're not any better Mm. let the separatism go bitch and stop also trying to use your power and your and you know, you. And, and your privilege to continue to other someone else, like that's not thank cool you. either. Like fuck you. And and also, I think the most disturbing thing about all this for me is the hypersexualization of Zaya. Up, all uh, Dwayne and Gabrielle year old. said, a twelve year old, mind you. All Dwayne and Gabrielle said is, "Our child's name is Zaya. She goes by she her pronouns." And y'all, oh lord, she's a baby. Um, she don't know nothing about dick and pussy. Who said anything about dick and pussy? Don't chop off her dick. Uh, all, why are y'all worried about private parts and sex? This is a child. They did not say we signed her up for a 9 a.m. appointment with Dr. Miami. Everything is going and we're getting her double Ds. Bam. That was never said. They said she, her pronouns, Zaya. And then they posted a video of her explaining it, still looking the exact same. The exact same. Nothing changed. Sis didn't even have on a unit. No. But here y'all are worried about sex, sex, sexual um, acts, and and her body private parts. <clears throat> Why? She's a child. But look at how we throw away the humanity just if we just if we think. The, the mere thought that mm. they had had a sex change or were going to, the mere thought of someone being queer automatically lies with the stigma of sex and being devious mm. and being, right. um, you know, a deviant. It's, 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 they, they're all tied together inappropriately, obviously, they they do not reside together. But I just think it's very interesting how society and how people love to sexualize, oh, oh you know, hypersexualize queer people and act as though, you know, we are attached to pedophilia, that, you know, we are, you know, we're rapists, we're this, we're that. Just all these right. super problematic things to continue to dehumanize us, to continue to not give us value and equity in the world. And that all, and that is a part of, the social construct that is to continue to keep people that are mar- that are marginalized on the margins. Mm. And if you don't understand that there is 
a, a, a systemic political structure that is here to continue to keep people disenfranchised, then you mm, need to say it, wake up. It's happening. Wake the fuck up. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love so, we love you the way family. Um, love y'all. And, and Shout out to Zaya, our sis. Yes, and I also want to speak her name because I think it is relevant. Um, Zaya's um, biological mother, her name is... Um, Sia Vaughn Funches. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Sia Vaughn mm-hmm. Funches. Um, that is Dwayne Wade's ex-wife and Zaya's biological mother. And I'm sure mm-hmm. she is not happy with you guys speaking dirt on her daughter's name. Yeah. Just, just, want, just wanted and to I, make sure I, I say her name. Yeah. So, with that being said, like we said, Zaya says... We love you. Wade family, thank you so much for being a a uh, needed, a needed reality that isn't afraid of shying away from the public or uh, isn't hiding your daughter, uh, making her feel shameful. This is needed. People need to see this. Regardless of how comfortable uncomfortable it makes them, there's other people that are going to be very comfortable. There's other trans boys and girls that are going to be very comfortable knowing that there are people out there that love their child unconditionally, regardless. So with that being said, um, we're actually going to wrap up the show. Yes. <laughs> um, we do have another segment. It's called Spill It. Um, if you want to write into the show, if you have any questions for myself or Malik, if there's any a topic that we discussed that you want to sound off on and you want to hear our thoughts on what you have to say, you can always comment on our social medias or you can send us an email um you can email myself vaughn at vaughn v-a-u-n at growingupgay.com malik m-a-l-i-k at growingupgay.com or growingupgay at gmail.com all of this will be in the uh, information box on whatever dsp that you are using also you can follow us on instagram at growingupgay g-r-o-w-n upgay you can follow us on twitter at growingupgay underscore um, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Vaughn and Malik. You can follow can me on anywhere. Instagram at uh, Instagram and Twitter actually at Malik Khalid Yoga. That's M A L I K K H A L I D Y O G A Yoga. See you on the other side, beautiful people.